In many ways, NFT holders are like a shareholder of a publicly traded company. Yesterday, I spoke about how we can increase the value of our holdings by being engaged in the community and supporting the founders. However, today I'm going to speak about how the community can pressure and cause founders to make horrible decisions. I want to say there is a big difference between listening to the community and bending and going with every suggestion that they make. Every single NFT holder and member of the community should have a voice and the founder should be open to hear what they have to say. However, listening to those voices not might always be the best for the community as a whole or for the project. When projects and their founders have these town halls, it is very much like a shareholders meetings with a corporation when they announce different things that are going on with the community, raising some concerns, addressing those issues, speaking with the staff or the different team members and understanding what is general feel and the progress of the company, or in this case, the progress of the project as they are fulfilling the roadmap. These are the things that are being discussed and there's dialogue going back and forth. This is not just a monologue, you know, the founder getting up there and speaking and it's a one-way direction is giving the news. This is actually going back and forth with the community. And that is what's very good about these town hall meetings. A lot of these shareholders meetings, it's really not like that. They'll have the CFO go, the CEO, the COO, and maybe the board of directors or maybe one or two questions, but nothing. It's not really interactive, not to mention that there are so many shareholders and everything. So really anyone that has ever tuned into a shareholders meeting, it's like a broadcast watching the news and it is not a back and forth dialogue. So that is one of the good things about the way these NFT projects are. And a lot of these are very open and public. It allows people to see behind the curtains, seeing what's going on. And when these founders and their projects are actually on Twitter spaces, it invites people into that community. So there's two ways of really doing this. Some people like to do this on Discord and it's a very private meeting. Or the other way of doing this is a public open forum done on a Twitter space. And I prefer that version because it allows people to see what's going on within that project. And if anyone has any questions, concerns before they either mint or they buy, then that is what they can address and bring those things up. And hearing the founder and the community interact, it is just a good way of understanding what's going on within that project. It gives a good snapshot of the present moment as to the direction of everything, the state of the union, if you will. And I think that is a very good thing to have it as a public open forum. Unlike your shareholders meetings where you might call into a number or a Zoom call or whatever it might be when it's just very closed and gated. And unless you're really a shareholder, you might not even know this is going in. You might not get that number to call in that your brokerage would send to you. So having these public open forums on Twitter, I think is just a very good thing. Makes the space a lot more accessible and inviting to people who aren't already holders. So that is a great thing. And going back to the difference between listening to the community and taking advice and bending every single way that they suggest to go, there is a reason why throughout history, there has never been a true democracy that did not end in a dictatorship. Now, that sounds like a crazy statement, but if you look through history, every single true democracy where everyone gets a vote, every single one of those people have the equal voice and actually get up there and make a vote on everything, what it ends up turning into is mob rule. The reason why this always fails is because the majority always silences out the minority. And once you get 51% of the people feeling a certain way, it does not matter what the other four. of the people think they get steamrolled. And so it is very bitter cutthroat. And a lot of the times, whoever's the most dominant person who can get just enough people over to their side to tip the scales, they end up dominating everything and they become a dictator. And it always creates the haves and the have nots. And when that happens, there is huge division within the community or the society or whatever it is. All throughout history, any kind of situation where this happens, 
what ends up happening, there's resentment, there's division, there's strife, there's unrest, because it could be 49% of the people are completely ignored. As opposed to what we have in most modern governments and how they set up these things is a republic, which is a representative democracy. And the way that actually works, it prevents this whole mob rule, majority stamps out everyone kind of mentality. Because on paper, what the majority of people want is what happens sounds like a good thing. But when the majority of people want something that is detrimental to the other 49% of the people, it could get out of hand pretty quickly. And then that is how civil wars and splits happen. And the way this works is people elect or put leaders in a position to make decisions that will benefit the group as a whole. And by doing this, actually silences those big majorities, those fat cats, or in this NFT space, if you will, the whales. It balances that out. It's not that the whale has all of the say as to what the direction of the project or the company is, because in the case of an NFT project, if someone holds a massive amount of these NFTs, and let's say a group of 20 investors ends up owning a 51% of the outstanding NFTs for a particular project, those 20 people can just get together and they make the decisions as to say, okay, this is what we're going to do because it's going to benefit our pockets. All all those people that have one, two, three NFTs within that project can then be silenced out by this these few number of whales. And that is why it is not good to just have this majority rules thing. And that is the reason why these founders and these leaders can't just listen to every single thing that the crowd says. And it doesn't matter if a whale is saying it. If you try to appease all of these different people, it might pull the project in a way that is really against what the foundation of it was for. It will not fulfill the roadmap. In that case, you'll be fulfilling the desires of those whales that just want to push up the floor price and raise the prices of each NFTs because it's going to raise the value of their bag, right? And a lot of these projects has a social good element tied into it, whether donating to charity, helping some sort of cause, onboarding the less fortunate, those types of things. So if these whales are to get in there and start dictating, okay, this is what we want, what's to stop them from saying, instead of giving 30% towards charity, 30% should go to the top holders, right? Things like that can happen. So understanding that these founders don't have to literally just go with what the crowd says and abandon the roadmap and fulfillment. Yes, you want to listen to them. They want to interact with them. But generally speaking, these founders are put there as basically representatives of this democracy. And it is very much like a CEO or a president or a senator or whatever it is, in theory, that they're supposed to be able to move in that direction. However, this is where it really differs from a, an elected official is in those set, set settings, it could be very short-sighted thinking. And even CEOs on Wall Street, because they're trying to make their quarterly goals, hit those numbers to get their approval, to hit their bonuses and appease the directors. Or in the case of politicians, every two or three or four years, depending what type of government it is, they're trying to just win over the masses and be happy. So this ends up being a lot of short-sighted thinking and just trying to make the voters, if you will, happy within the short run and not thinking about the long term. Well, the difference is with these NFT projects, we gave them a vote of confidence as far as with the mint price that we paid to get into the project. Not only were we getting a NFT in return for paying that price, but we're also basically electing this founder to a lifetime chair of this project. And that might sound like a crazy thing, but they are there for the long run. 
these investors or the mentors or even these whales can flip out and leave this project at any time. But these founders are actually setting aside, in theory, if they actually are fulfilling the roadmap, they're setting aside the next two, three, four years or more to actually do all the things that they plan to do. And a lot of these people, this becomes their full-time investment. So just think of it as a company being founded when these NFT projects are launched. And just think about, let's say you're running a restaurant and there are multiple high school students that are working there at part time for them to give all their input as to the direction of where the company is going to go when they know they're only there for the summer they're going to be very short-sighted they're going to say things like double the pay should only work two hours a day but get full-time salaries and full-time benefits we're supposed to have three-hour lunch breaks even though the actual workday is only two hours like all sorts of crazy things a teenager that is there might be one of the stakeholders in the company however having their say into the project might not be the best thing. So just think of it. A flipper comes into these projects. Their only sole goal is to make as much money as they possibly can in the shortest period of time. So any suggestions that they're going to make is going to be towards that goal and not necessarily the fulfillment of the roadmap. So listening to those people might not be the best thing. And again, that might sound like a crazy thing, like a lifetime appointment. What are you talking about? No, but honestly, when someone founds a business or starts a business, that is basically what they're doing. They're making a commitment. And yes, you can sell a business. You can exit a business. You can do all sorts of different things. However, that time is still allotted that you're reserving. You're putting your name, your reputation, your funds, all of these things on the line in order to start this business. And it's no different from these founders. So when we give them their vote of confidence, knowing very well that it is a lot easier for us to walk away and just dump and move on than it is for them, They have a lot more to gain, but they also have way more to lose. So they should be committed to that roadmap and understanding this is what we're trying to fulfill and the best way of getting there, the best way for this company and this project, and not saying that you can't change the roadmap or make some adjustments. However, just to make those adjustments for the sake of appeasing the community when they might have very different goals. And as I said, short-sighted people might come into the project, the whales are looking out for their bags and all these different things could easily cause a founder to abandon the roadmap and the premise for them even starting that project. So when these whales come in, they might be just pushing for the next news cycle, trying to get that pump so they can unload. But what about those people that only have one or two NFTs that are there from day one? They're in for the long haul. They bought into the mission. They're actually out there in the trenches. They're bringing other people in. They're spreading that message. They're the ones who are actually fulfilling the roadmap and helping you to build. To silence them is not a good thing. So although 60% of the holders might be in there just for a quick return, But those 40% who happen to be the minority in this case, they're the ones that are committed. They're going to be there for the three, four, five years to ignore all of them is not a smart thing. And there's nothing wrong with a founder saying to the community, I hear your concerns and I see what you're saying as far as the direction that you want to go in order to raise the floor price or in order to help to get a quick pump. However... This is the direction that I believe is the best for the community in order to fulfill this roadmap. There's nothing wrong with that. And it might at first seem like it's going to cause just a huge division in the community and wash out people and people are going to dump on the floor and the floor prices are going to crash. However, 
having that in the short term happen is so much better than having these whales and these people that come into a project, pump up the floor, and then get everything derailed and go in a completely different direction. Then at that point, it's like the founder becomes a hostage almost to the high floor price. And it's like they founded this project for whatever intentions that they outlined on their roadmap, and they really want to do that. But now it's like, oh man, I'm just trying to appease these people that have their financial interest. And that could go down a very slippery slope. And if you look at companies, that is a lot of the times what happens when a venture capitalist come in, not knocking venture capital or anything. If you grow a company with venture capital, great. However, a venture capitalist wants to put in a large sum of money and hopefully get a quick return within a specific period of time. And honestly, they don't care how you get there for the most part, as long as you stay out of the headlines for not doing anything legal that's going to drag down the fund or lose the holders or the stakeholders money. They don't care, honestly, how you get there. And they just want to see that by that date, this is what I want for my return and we can exit it. So going back to the whole thing, the mint, they are elected to this lifetime appointment, basically, until they either sell, exit, whatever it might be. They could turn it over to the community or some unforeseeable circumstance allows the founder to step out. But generally speaking, think that the founder is going to be there for the life of the project. And then the secondary market is like a vote of confidence as to the direction of the project and what the founder is doing. It's sort of a poll. People are literally voting with their wallets to see this is something that I support. And that's when the price goes up and down. Generally speaking, when the price is going up, there is more of a vote of confidence. However, as I explained, if you upset a whale that decides to dump on the floor and crash the floor price, that is not to say that the project is not moving in the right direction. That could just literally be a spiteful person that does not necessarily care about taking a loss, but they just want to dump, start spreading bad news about that project, might, might have an ax to grind against the founder that's not listening. Who knows? There's all sorts of different circumstances. We see this in Wall Street with stocks, and I could think of so many different cases and instances where activist investors try to come in and really dominate the direction of a company. And if the board and the CEOs don't listen to them, well, they are the quickest person to just dump and start fudding that particular company. And it's no different in these NFT spaces. So if you have a strong founder heading up your project and they're really moving in that direction, and especially if you're someone who has been there from day one, Stand with that founder and when things get rough, because it will, that's just life. That is how things go. There's going to be people that disagree, but there's nothing wrong with listening to people and explaining why you're going a completely different direction. But I'd love to know, do you see any other parallels with a company and an NFT project as far as how things are being ran and the different examples of how shareholders might want to go in one direction and management for the betterment of the company decide to go in a different direction? Because there's so many different stakeholders in this thing and each of them is looking out for their own interest. And I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter, tweet at me, send me a message, whatever it might be. I would love to have a discussion. And as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Look forward to the next one. So until next time, later.